The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. How sad it is when we hear that thousands of our friends lost their homes because of rising waters. Johnny Cash was singing about the water rising in, what, back 1935? How high is the water, Mama? Five feet high and rising. Now, we read that the flooding of the Nile has been an important natural cycle in Egypt since ancient times. You know this, for thousands of years, rivers have been rising. 3,000 years ago, people knew better than to build a home in places that were likely to be inundated. And have we learned nothing since then? Even if it only comes up over the bank every hundred years, every thousand years, get well back. Now, I'm speaking here as someone who lives on property that abuts the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, my farm is right on the salt water. But my farm, my house, is 86 feet above sea level. New York City and New Orleans will both be long gone or surrounded by dikes like Amsterdam before anyone in this house is singing, How high is the water, Mama? Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Two by two, they go marching through Those sweethearts on parade How I pine just to fall in line With those sweethearts on parade Love to join their fun, but they bar It takes more than one to make an army of lovebirds. How I sigh as they pass me by. Those sweethearts on parade.
their fun but they bore me it takes more than one to make an army of lovers how I find just to fall in line with those sweethearts on parade you Peter Eklund. I like that. I was thinking that song earlier today, and I said, I'm going to play that for my friends at Peter Eklund's Sweethearts on Parade. Never heard that song until about a year ago, written by Guy Lombardo's brother, I guess. We have a, an old-time gasoline station, Hose Bell, in our driveway. You know, you drive over the hose, and a bell rings in 
my cellar. Ding, ding, ding. I have hearing aids, so I can now hear some pretty high frequencies. And there's a cricket in my cellar studio that chirps at the same frequency as our driveway bell, which I hear through an insulated stone walls. So I'm I'm hearing the same tone, you understand. And every time every time the cricket chirps, I jump up to see who's in the driveway. Tell you what I'm gonna do. My friend Professor Duane says he's gonna pay a visit soon. Because he's a scientist, I'm gonna ask him to help me mount another mirror on my garage that will pan the driveway. You understand I have one mirror on my garage now, and by Looking at the mirror here over my desk, I can uh, see the mirror on the garage that Rick Blood helped me align onto my rhubarb stand up with the road. I look now over my desk, I can see the mirror on the garage, which enables me to see the rhubarb stand up with the road. I've got another mirror in the barn I got off the dump a couple of years ago. It's about This mirror is about four feet long, about 18 inches wide, it's mounted in wood. And if Professor Duane helps me attach that to the garage at the right angle so I can see my driveway, <laughs> well, then that cricket can chirp any time he wants.
Panama, Panama. Alan Vachey here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening with any luck at all. Every 15 minutes, you know, we have to tell you who we are in case you tuned in late. You're listening to The Humble Farmer on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, I'm right here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And wouldn't you think that after making rolled oats over 16,000 times over the past 45 years, I would have it pretty well down? Not true. One morning, I started the water on low two and got carried away in the office answering my two booking requests from booking.com. So, although the water didn't boil, some of the water might have escaped. And when I put in the seven heaping spoonfuls of rolled oats, there probably wasn't enough water in the pan, so the water all boiled away before the oats had time to cook properly. So that morning, as a result, that morning I was faced with the prospect of throwing out my breakfast and starting out from scratch, or eating oats that had not cooked long enough and had a bit of body to them. In other words, they had not been completely reduced to mush. If you have ever eaten those quick rolled oats without cooking them for ten minutes, well, you know exactly what I'm talking about here.
Peter, Peter Eklund. I'm, I just marvel at this group. They're so, I never heard of them for a year or two ago. They're so smooth. Nothing fancy, but, but it's perfect what they play in it. And it feels so good. Nice bounce to it. Very accomplished people. I'd like to have more of, I'd like to know more about them. Anyway, did you know that German prosecutors once raided a Swiss bank? Can you imagine German prosecutors raiding a Swiss bank? These German prosecutors claimed that the Swiss bank staff assisted clients to avoid taxes. <laughs> well, what, what is a Swiss bank for? I ask you. What is a Swiss bank power? I'd love to adopt her, say, who's that? 
Ukulele Ike. I like Ukulele Ike. I like Ted Weems. You hear me playing them from time to time. Question for you. What do Elvis, Michael Jackson, and Justin Bieber have in common? Justin Bieber only had two more steps to go to catch up with Elvis and Jackson. And from what I hear, he's already taken one of them. From the drug aspect, I've got to confess to you, I can identify with these three weak people. Hundreds of times, I'm talking hundreds of times, I have been unable to start a radio program like this or stand up on a stage to speak to an audience without the help that comes from two quick cups of coffee. I call drinking coffee doing drugs. That's what it is. You always hear me about talking about doing drugs. I'm talking about drinking coffee, doing drugs. Had to do drugs today to get started. This doing drugs is a psychological thing. You get to the point where you feel you can't do anything without help from drugs. And the difference between the four of us is that I knew when to stop, and I've always been able to stop. I cut myself off after two cups of coffee. And that's, of course, with a lot of milk and a lot of sugar and now that I think of it, just milk and plenty of sugar would probably have done the job for me. Jack me right up there on sugar. But please, I ask you to give this some careful consideration. Think about this. Had I been rich enough to afford a doctor to help me with my addiction problem, I'd most certainly be dead by now from a drug overdose.
Techland. Oh my goodness, time goes so fast when you're having fun. Got to remind you, thank you for listening to the humble farmer here on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, ooh, I'll be back here next week at same uh, time here on your favorite radio station, playing old-fashioned music just for you. Should you question here? Should you speak the language of the country you live in? I happen to believe that two old men sitting outside in the Clark Island sun should not be sent back to the old country for talking Swedish. Because when I was a kid, there were a lot of old men sitting around the sun in their funny old paving cutter hats talking Swedish. You could hear Swedish everywhere when I was a kid here in St. George. I didn't learn to speak it myself till I was 24. Speak it with an accent. But anyway, I... I do not consider bilingualism to be tearing at the fabric of a country. My father and his father were two immigrants. My great-grandparents were immigrants. When George Gamow went down to Paris to see de Broglie, Gamow says he had to speak French because, although de Broglie spoke perfect English, he believed that in France people should speak French. The French believed this, which is why I went hungry when I got off a train in the wrong place in France and got stuck in France one night in a two-bit town and my, I was on my way to speak at a university in Holland. And this is why I learned to read a good deal of French when I came home from that trip. I read French pretty good now. On the other hand, if you go to Sweden, go to Holland, you go most anywhere in Northern Europe... Most of the natives would rather slash their wrists than speak their native language with an American. And when an American tries to learn another language, he's discouraged from trying. Most Europeans, you know, insist on speaking English. Has it ever happened to you?
here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. You can't turn around, but you see the cost of postage going up. Your stamps cost more every day, seems. Do you, do you get the impression that someone's trying to destroy the post office? You know, prove that the post office doesn't work so it can be privatized? Some people think the post office is being sabotaged. There are people in this great country who think that our government doesn't work and in or out of office they do everything in their power to prove that they are right. Now, the problem with the post office seems to be that they're trying to run it as a business. But why should a post office have to pay for itself any more than education, roads, or health care are expected to show a measurable bottom-line profit. Think about this. If we spent a fraction of what we spend on past, present, and future wars on our postal service, there would have been no need to jack the price of stamps or be undercut by a private company that delivers packages. There are those who believe that the postal service and railroads and health care are services that citizens deserve and that should be paid for by the taxes they've already paid into the government. There are those, of course, who disagree. Most of those who disagree are very, very rich and because they own the media and are therefore able to control public opinion, well, you know this very well, they are eventually going to have their way. So, my friend, you are very likely to see the price of stamps continue to rise until Benjamin Franklin's good old post office for the people is sold off to the highest bidder. Oh, make them play that crazy thing again. I've got to do that lazy swing again. Hi-ho. Low down, low down, low down, low down. I've got to beat the misbehaving now. I got a soul that ain't worth saving now. Hi ho, do the new low down. That dancing fever has my feet in a trance. And when I'm dreaming, I go into that dance. And once you hear the haunting strain to it, I want to bet you'll go insane to it. Hi ho, do the new low down, low down. Yes,
thing again. I've got to do that crazy swing again. Hi ho, doing the new low down, low down, low down, low down. I've got two feet to misbehaving now. I got a soul that ain't worth saving. Oh, doing the new low down, down. Dancing fever, have my feet in a trance. When I'm dreaming, I go in to that dance. Once you hear the haunting strain to it, I wanna bet you go insane to it. Hi ho, hidey, hidey ho. Hi ho. Heidi Ho, wasn't it a Cab Cal, Cal, Calloway, Cab Calloway thing? Heidi, Heidi Ho, Heidi Ho. Here is a letter from long, long time radio friend Susan who says, Susan says, take a big breath here, Are you tired of violence, drug addiction, pornography, domestic arguments, corrupt lawyers, divorce, child custody battles, Exploitation of youth, fights over gun control laws, fights where there is no control over guns, hostility, war, political (gasps) gerrymandering, failures of Congress to do anything at all, racist attitudes, Wall Street and bonuses, wondering what else there could possibly be that anyone would even bother putting in a radio or television program. You could try listening to The Humble Farmer, and see if there is one more thing that you should add to the list of things you're tired of. Thank you. 
prepared to go for slaughter when they caught him drinking water. The coffee song. I'm looking at the what it says on this CD. Wayne Andre Trombone was on there. I, I met Wayne Andre in 1957. He must have just got out of Eastman. He went to a gig he played with Carl Fontana and Kay Winding in Rochester. Yeah, I got it written down here in this in this diary. You don't need to remember things if you've got them written down. Something new now. Ever since Facebook was invented, I have gone to Google, which brings up my screen of open me icons across the top of the page, and you know what I'm talking about here. And then I've opened my Facebook page from these icons. I just discovered that I can pull the Facebook icon down to the bottom of my computer screen and open Facebook without first going to Google. My point is that the wheel was probably invented in many different parts of the world at the same time.
now is a good time to thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you know I'm here every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. What are you doing right this minute, you know? Tell me what's going on. One more tune. Do I dare tell you what's going to be? No, because if I do, I'll push the wrong button or the machine won't work and it won't really play what I've got queued up. We've learned about that. My cough, I'm going to tell you about my cough. I've been hanging in there for 35 days. I, I thought it was about time to put an end to this cough before it put an end to me. So I went into our local Penn Bay Medical Center. I sat down on the other side of the desk from Judy. Judy is the woman who checks people in. Big sign there on Judy's computer. Keep your germs to yourself. Cover your cough. I told Judy I thought that was a good sign. And I told her that when I was doing a stage show for some association, I sometimes stood with a doa, and I shook hands with two or three hundred people when they came in. And the first thing I did afterwards was wash my hands. Think about this. Think of all the germs that I spread one hand to another. What had those hands been doing? You don't know. This custom of shaking hands obviously evolved before people knew about germs. And I told Judy that I think, I told her that I think we should have another way of greeting our friends that wouldn't spread spread germs. And you know what Judy said? Judy said, well, you know what my dog does.